after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about the best part of watching television. That's right, the commercials. We talk about good commercials, talk about bad commercials, and we talk about the commercials where people say weird shit like this. Hi, I'm Chuck Woolery, and I'm here to talk to you about catheters. Ah, <laughs> classic. Hey, my name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. All right, so we have been talking a lot of politics on this show lately. The past two shows slipped into a lot of political talk. I know not everybody in our audience likes it when we talk politics. This is supposed to be about commercials, so... Everybody, I have good news for you. We're not talking about politics today. We're only talking about campaigns. <laughs> Advertising campaigns. Hey, yo, you see what I did? Yep. I was watching your face waiting for a reaction, and I got nothing, which is what that pause was. You want to just start over? No, I think we should just keep <laughs> powering through. <laughs> Let's keep powering through. Um, in all seriousness, I feel like our shows the past couple of weeks have been kind of taking us either down a retro path or we've been talking about, you know, like fake ads and movies and stuff like that. A lot of foreign ads. Yeah, we have, we've kind of gotten away from talking about the stuff that we just see when we turn on the TV every night, yeah, honestly, which is kind of the most fun thing to talk about. The way TV now is so uh, uh, so scattered across different mediums and uh, platforms, it, it's actually kind of getting harder and harder to see commercials that aren't uh that aren't like the same 10 commercials over and over again yeah yeah exactly but there have been some commercials that like i keep on commenting to you on and uh i've been wanting to talk about on the show and with my uh little joke my very successful joke there about talking about campaigns that is specifically what we're talking about today we're not just going to talk about a, a grab bag of our favorite and least favorite ads but actual campaigns things that either tell a story over the course of several commercials or uh you know the the campaigns that have been uh um, you know, kind of recurring for years or months or whatever. And I think maybe the the commercial campaign that got me thinking about this was this one for Johnsonville Brats. I got the impression that I was paying more attention to this than you were, which would kind of make sense given my uh, – is the word predilection <laughs> sure. for sausages? Yeah. You know, I think that's true. Uh, you had kind of had to call these to my attention and um, – I don't know why they didn't uh, kind of grab grab my attention. I like them. I think it's a, I think it's a successful campaign. Uh, but either I'm not watching the kind of either I'm not in the target demographic for uh, for Johnsonville brats or they just didn't somehow register on my radar. Well, let me start from the beginning because I like this campaign because it really does. They they had a commercial that ran in pretty heavy rotation on whatever shows I was watching for a while there that set up the premise of it. And you don't really understand what the premise is until the very end. So let me just see if this will explain itself. This is the, uh, the first commercial in this relatively new campaign for Johnsonville sausages. I, I think it's going to be self-explanatory from the audio, but you're going to see a whole bunch of just regular workers from all different kind of levels of the company, people who are, um, you know, doing all kinds of things on the factory floor and stuff like that. Uh, and they will be explaining why they're so critical to the company. At our family-owned company, our people are responsible for everything. We're responsible for adding the perfect amount of spice to your sausage. We're responsible for keeping the smokehouse smoking. We're responsible for making sure every sausage tastes great. And now, we're also responsible for coming up with the commercials. Okay, now I'm going to pause it here for a second. So we've seen all those people just kind of like, you know, either on the farm, in the factory, wherever it is. And then when it goes silent there. It's a pretty run-of-the-mill. Our employees are why our product is great. Exactly. And then all of a sudden it goes quiet. Now you see all of these employees in their usual just kind of blue-collar uniforms or whatever sitting around a table, you know, like kind of pitching commercials for what they think would be good Johnsonville sausage commercials. Sausage meets car chase. Oh, yeah. At our family-run company, we do things our own way, the Johnsonville way. Okay, so one of the uh, one of the factory workers says that he wants to have a commercial uh, involving a car chase. And so 
when I first saw this, I just assumed like that's the joke, that's the payoff, whatever. Well, it turns out they are going forward with this, and they are making a bunch of commercials based on these ideas. And at first, I just thought they were. You won't be surprised to hear this, but I thought they were just actors, you know, just like pretending to be factory workers. But according to some articles I read, or at least according to the company, um, these are these really are uh, uh, workers who've been working. A lot of them have been working for the company for a long time. Everything from HR people to factory workers to whatever, and they sat down and brainstormed some ideas and stuff. The next one that we end up seeing in the series, and this is in heavy rotation now, um, is that commercial that the worker mentioned at the end. Before you play that, let me ask you something. Yeah. And you're usually Mr. Skeptical. That that setup ad that you just played is, uh, it's it, as I said, it kind of starts in a straightforward way. It's a narrative that a lot of companies have used where you have um, like the the people behind the product kind of showing you that they care about their work and that they, you know, these are all the things that go into the creation of this product. And then they sit down and they have this brainstorm. But is this brainstorm, is the brainstorm where he says sausage meets car chase? That's not real. No, that's acted out. And I think we're supposed to take it but, in that. But it's so meta. Like, did did they have a real, is this a, re, is this a reenactment of a brainstorm where somebody really did say sausage meets car chase? Like, I think, I mean, I think so. Now, I am a strong believer that. Here's my here's my take on this whole thing. I do believe that somebody at the ad agency, which is Droga Five, by the way, had this idea. Let's also Droga Five. Uh, didn't they do the gum one, scary gum? Oh, did they? They do all kinds of ads that that we've talked about. So I can't kind of keep. I might them be straight. thinking that because of Five Gum, but anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I do believe that the idea was original. I do believe that they mined the actual employees for this. I'm just taking their line on that. If somebody told me that, oh no, this whole thing was made up, I guess you wouldn't be able to knock me over with a feather. However, maybe it's the like when Mr. Burns be- hires like all those uh, ringers to be on to <laughs> right. work at the factory to work at the nuclear plant, uh, so they can be on the little league like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. I told you to cut those sideburns. Um, uh, I I do believe that they probably started with this idea of let's mine your employees. As a matter of fact, they made a little docu- mini documentary that's four and a half minutes long that I started watching today. That that seems a little bit more like they really did just set up a camera and started uh, talking to these people. And like, there's an old guy or an older guy, sixties or whatever, saying, uh, you know, I've worked here for you know. 40 years or whatever it is. And uh, I have had this commercial kicking around. And so I, I think and the, the cameras are in different places that are a little bit lower um, production value or whatever. I think that they really did put cameras on these people. I think they really did ask them what their ideas were for commercials. I think that the last scene that we see in this one is a recreation of that, as you say. Okay. That answer your question? Yeah. So at the end of that brainstorming session that we just saw at the at the end of the setup spot, he says that he wants to make a car chase commercial uh, regarding Johnsonville brats. And so the next uh, commercial that the, we ended up seeing was this one. All right. In my Johnsonville commercial, we open with a car chase. There's semis. You got a couple of bikers in there and grandmas on scooters. So obviously, while this employee is describing his idea for it, we're seeing everything he's saying. And of course, it's absolutely ridiculous. But they hired a bunch of actors and they actually got a bunch of cars and helicopters and stuff to make this happen. Yeah, it looks like is it Logan's run where they all go on like a uh, like a big massive car chase. And there's the one with Dom DeLuise as well, I believe, is is one of those. Oh, yeah. What's that one? That's what I'm really thinking. of. I can't think of it right now. News reporter down there. She's going blah, 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 big car chase. Oh, yeah. They're chasing the Johnsonville Big Taste Grill. Finally, the driver turns to the guy next to him and says, did you leave the brass on the grill again? And he goes, yep. Because they drive around in this big truck that I really do think is some sort of Johnsonville's publicity truck where they actually the, this big semi turns into a giant grill. Yeah, it's and their answer take, to the uh, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Right, exactly. Only this really cooks uh, uh, sausages at festivals and stuff, I would guess. Might as well put them to good use. I don't know how it ends. It could be an explosion, maybe. <laughs> and there's just an explosion in the maybe. background. Um, anyway, so I don't know if that's translating super well uh, with me trying to describe what's happening. There is a third one, though, that I have not seen on TV yet. And this is as far as the campaign has gone so far. This is Jeff and his forest friends. Hi, I'm Jeff. In my Johnsonville commercial, we open up in the forest. I'm uh, out in the wild eating my breakfast. And all of a sudden, a raccoon come up and asked me, what are you eating? Told him, Johnsonville breakfast sausage, fully cooked and ready to eat. Squirrel comes up and asks, 
tell me some more about that. So I told the squirrel, tastes great, it's got great texture. Turkey comes up and asks me if that comes in any other flavors. And I say, yep, comes in original. Porcupine comes in and he says, does that come in patties? I said, yep, they're new. <laughs> wolf comes in and says, how'd you learn to talk to animals? And I said, books. And the wolf says, touche. And we had a good laugh about that. <laughs> That's, That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's nice to see Steve Avery getting some work. <laughs> that guy does. He looks a little and sounds a lot like Stephen Avery. Um, I believe you can even hear, not to pull the uh, audio editor card, but even you can tell that like that is a real guy talking because they had to make some kind of questionable edits in that where I heard things kind of cutting off. And I'm sure they really did struggle to kind of get these guys to sound real and natural and not overcoach them, but also, you know have it stitched together into something that is comprehensible. Be able to understand yeah. that the first guy, he's, he swallows Johnsonville so hard when he, when not, not, not the Stephen Avery guy, but the first guy with the car chase, he calls it like Johnsonville brats. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. He barely gets all the syllables in there. Yeah. Can I, um, so as, as I mentioned, there's and that's just because none of these people are professional. They don't speak, you know, yeah, public speaking a, for there's like, yeah, no, normal people. And, uh, let me just play a little bit of this trailer for you. So you'll, now that you've kind of seen slash heard the, final products and again this is still all pr like this little documentary thing that we're about to play from uh from johnsonville brats is still obviously all part of marketing i'm not gonna try to tell you like this is like some sort of journalistic truth or something but you can you can see how i make i make i work for a department uh, in my job that does these kinds of things all the time and it's so <laughs> it is really hard like you want it to be good like a real documentary but it has to be on message. Right, yeah. So I, I think they do a really nice job with this here. I'll just kind of like needle drop it here near the beginning as we start to meet some of these characters. Notice the one woman is wearing the same sweater that she was wearing in the yeah. final ad, though. Yeah, start a shift after I'm done here. I hope they pay these people overtime. This is a rough estimate, but probably 10 years I've had had this idea for a commercial for Johnsonville. So in my Johnsonville commercial. In my Johnsonville commercial. My Johnsonville commercial would have to involve cars. Um, well, it starts with a guy watching the, the weather forecast. It's winter time. After he hears the weather forecast, he grabs the shovel and frantically starts shoveling to a destination that is not known as of yet. And maybe it's, once in a while it's in slow motion, uh, showing him whipping the snow off to the side. In my Johnsonville commercial, we open up in the forest. This is the, the forest guy. So it's cool. We kind of see these early storyboards of what they're talking about before yeah. we see the final commercial. Well, ask me, what am I eating? Told him Johnsonville breakfast sausage, brown sugar, and honey. In my Johnsonville commercial, I can see the big taste grill turning into a hot air balloon <laughs> as you're flying across oh, I the hope Pacific. They make that one. You see the whales underneath you, <laughs> and you see <laughs> sharks. And just the, the little drawings they've done for these storyboards <laughs> yes. are fantastic. I gotta say, like, I liked this ad campaign, but then this little documentary really got me, which is usually oh here. I'm pretty here. Let me uh, actually go back here for one second because I believe from my reading that this woman's is going to be the next one that we actually hear. Oh, okay. Tell me some more about that. There's a family that's invited to a new neighbor's house. They get inside and there's a, a little girl up on the top of the stairs glaring down at them. The dad is standing at the table holding a big knife and a wooden spoon in the other hand. All of a sudden, they notice that he's cooking pasta with Johnsonville Italian sausage. <laughs> so it's my understanding that the next one, the next installment will be that horror film one. And it just goes on and on. There's a million of them. And so I, I said before, I, I got to... See, I build up these walls, these, def these defensives, Genevieve, because every time you, you kind I of know, like... I know. What sausage hurt you? <laughs> because there are so many things online where... And it's not even like an online hoax. I just mean that, of course, once you, once you have advertising people and marketing people involved, of course, there's a lot of manip manipulation and stuff that goes on. But I really do believe that um, unless like they're just all totally lying, there's no way that these are actors or anything like that. You and I got into it when we were talking about some of those ads that have like... Uh, what do you want to call it? Round, focus groups. Focus groups or, or roundtables. And I was like, oh, so many of these people probably just answered casting calls. I do not believe that that's what happened with this one. This is the, These authentic. people are all very charming, and they seem incredibly authentic. I'm sure that Johnsonville, they probably employ thousands of people. I'm sure they put out a call to their workers yeah. saying, if this is something that would interest you, 
if you want to participate in this, um, you know, this experiment with our marketing team, you know, submit your submit your name. Yeah, yeah, and then they pick and then they pick the best ones. Anyway, I uh, I gotta say, like I, I think I already said this once, but I, I liked the campaign before I started digging into it today when I had just seen the two commercials on air. Uh, but after seeing more of it, I uh, I like it even more. I like it as a campaign too because it's not just. Um, uh, you know, the, the campaign can be defined probably pretty broadly, like any any uh, series of advertisements for for a product that uses kind of like the same messaging and the same visuals or, or a related set of visuals uh, and and marketing messages is I probably considered a campaign. But I do think it's special kind of to see one where there's a real through line yeah. and it really tells um, a, an ongoing story with almost like chapters. And yeah, like, I, I really like I that. I appreciate that. And I appreciate when a company um, kind of invests in its brand enough to let a creative marketing team uh, or creative advertising uh, do something like that and really stretch the storytelling muscles. Yeah, and you wouldn't think of necessarily a sausage company no, like I mean, doing that. It would, seems like it would that would be, you know, it's they're not like some uh incredibly cutting edge product or uh you know, new innovative new thing. I mean, God bless Johnsonville for not like hanging their hat on innovation. I, re- I I dread asking this in case neither one of us know the answer because clearly I don't. But what was the um we talked about another sausage ad campaign that had the big sunshine. Oh yeah, that's um, that is Jimmy Dean. Jimmy and they, Dean, right, they yeah. do the one with uh, like the all the planets and the right, stars and the yeah. sun and everything. Did I say the big sunshine? Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> the big sunshine. The, the big sunshine. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's move on. This next uh, campaign is one that I had never even. Uh, we watch TV together usually. I had never seen this campaign before until you po- or I never paid attention to it until you I, sent me the th- link. This today. is this is exactly how I felt about the Johnsonville ads. Yeah. So what is this? Uh, this is for to- the Toyota Rav Four Hybrid, and it's a, a series of commercials or a camp- campaign that's been done with James Marsden. Um, most people probably know that name. If you don't recognize the name, um, he is Cyclops from X Men. Uh, he was Liz Lemon's uh, the final, I guess, final boyfriend and husband on Thirty Rock. Spoiler alert! Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and I, he's been in lots of stuff. I, yeah. I can't remember um, all of all of his credits, but he's a fairly well known actor. Um, and he is now the the face of and the pitch man for this these Toyota uh, Rav4 hybrid commercials. And the story of each little ad or each ad is that he he's in his Rav4 hybrid uh, and he kind of finds himself in a, a stranger in a strange land. Um, so this first one is called Lumberjacks Challenge, and I want to say it's fairly well narrated. If it's not, we'll we'll back it up and explain it a little bit. Okay. Can I ask you a question? I noticed that on the rundown, you move things around because you really wanted to start with this one. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, this is the first one in the campaign. Okay, so, so I think it probably does. It doesn't have quite as good of a setup like the way the Johnsonville one does where they really lay out the stakes for you. Mm-hmm. But I think this one may be more than the subsequent entries uh, kind of sets up the story a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the voiceover will explain what's happening, and you, I guess the listeners just need to know everything that the voiceover is describing is actually happening. Yeah. James drove his Rav4 hybrid, unaware death was lurking. What? He was challenged by a team of lumberjacks. Let's do this. He would drive them to Hard Knocks Canyon, where he would risk broken legs, losing limbs, and slipping and dying. Not helping. But death would have to wait. James left with newfound knowledge, a man's gratitude, and his shirt. The all-new Rav4 Hybrid. How far will you take it? Toyota. Okay, just in case you haven't seen it before, I want to just kind of go back over what happens there. So he's driving along. He's out in the wilderness in the woods somewhere. He comes across a pack of, I guess they're called a pack of lumberjacks. I believe that's the technical term. Yeah. And uh, and they're on their way to, or he gives them a ride to a lumberjack contest. Uh, what, what do you? A Is lumberjack it a parliament challenge. of lumberjacks? It's a parliament of lumberjacks. And uh, and so then he starts competing in all those lumberjack games that I'm sure you've seen him running on a spinning log in the water, him climbing up a pole. One thing I noticed about this one if you don't mind me jumping in quickly here is we have a couple more of these that we're going to play this is the only one that i noticed that he actually kind of responds to the narrator did you notice that he does it twice in this yeah the narrator's talking and and when he says things like um you know death will have to wait james marsden breaks the fourth wall to say like you're not helping right talking and he doesn't look directly at the camera it's not hokey but you get the impression that he's talking to the narrator they they just kind of lose that later on in the campaign yeah i I think i'm not sure i can't remember if that's a feature of the other ones but he's a really charming guy 
Um, and I think, uh, these ads just tell a great little story. Like I, I, I paid attention to them because the story is interesting enough to hold my attention. What does it tell me about the car? I mean, the, the whole premise of each of these ads is he takes the car kind of into a wilderness of, of Mm -hmm. some kind, a different kind of wilderness. So I guess it's about like, you know, ruggedness and it's, uh, you know, durability. Um, but, uh, it doesn't. I don't know that it's like a particularly interesting car commercial, but it's kind of a fun little story. So would you say, I mean, what holds your attention more, though? Is it kind of the the, the individual little storylines or James Marsden's jawline? <laughs> I mean, it's, his jawline doesn't hurt. <laughs> okay, you want to play another one here? Sure. I think this is the one uh, where he meets a wolf pack. I believe it's a wolf parliament. James drove his RAV4 hybrid into the frozen wilderness. The scent of his jerky attracted a hungry wolf pack behind him. To survive, he had to remain fearless. He would hunt with them and expand their territory. He'd form a bond with a wolf named Akalia, become den mother, and nurse their young. James left in search of his next adventure. So he does, re- he does react to the narrator because when the narrator says, and nurse their young, he mouths, no. Oh, is that what happens there? I thought he winced up, because and he, of, oh, he, And I like see. sneaks out of the wolf den. <laughs> but can we, That's really there's good. a third one in this series, yeah. but can we, can you go to the ad, the article that I sent you about oh, yeah. this? Because I, the article itself is boring. It just says what happens in the commercials. But the com- All articles are boring. But the comments on are hilarious. So if you'll scroll down okay, to, the, to the comments down here. here. Um, people are hilarious uh, when they watch commercials and then comment on them. I think you can scroll from there if you want to kind of take it over too. Uh, okay. Um, somebody somebody took exception to him nursing the young wolves uh, because the article mistakenly says that he is seen nursing the wolves. So oh, the I commenters see. go crazy. He doesn't nurse the young. That's when he bugs out of there. Personally, I like this commercial as it shows wolves are not as bloodthirsty demons. <laughs> and that, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. But then somebody responded and said, but wolves are bloodthirsty. De- oh, I see. That's sarcasm. Sorry. I thought somebody was actually arguing the other side of that. Um. And then this is this is my favorite comment, and then I'll then we can move on. Uh, this is Colleen. This commercial is one of the most disgusting commercials out disgusting. in a while. First of all, wolves are not people friendly. They would rather be in their own pack. And the part of his nursing the young with what I say and that grimace at the end, what's that all about? If I was even remotely thinking about buying a car, it sure wouldn't be one of these. Shame on you all. Nursing young is only for the female of all species, animal and human. Wow, they didn't the advertising agency didn't think of that perspective when no. they put this together. Colleen sounds nice. Colleen sounds smart. She he sounds like somebody I'd like to spend a holiday with. <laughs> um, you want to play the last one here? Yeah, this one's called uh, Mar- uh, Goes to uh, Marsden and Mars, uh, but it's not really Mars because yeah. cars can't fly. I think that actually we should explain it, though, because if I recall, this is pretty visual, but essentially he he's driving through the desert on this one and he comes across. I didn't even really know. Th- I think this is kind of a thing, right? Like uh, he, he me- meets a bunch of Mars enthusiasts. Who oh, have, is it like, people who do like almost like cosplay? Like, yeah. Like, like uh, LARPing, but for space travel? Yeah, they've created this whole like fake Mars colony in the middle of the desert somewhere. You even see a sign at one point that identifies oh, them as that. Oh, I thought they were, I think in watching this um, somewhat cursorily, I thought they were scientists doing like uh, a prep you know, right, right. Like, like practicing for a space journey, but these are just nerds. Well, I don't know. Let's watch it again. Or hybrid into no man's land and stumbled upon some stranded enthusiasts. Oh, you're right. He shared his sandwiches. He rescued their rover. He observed their methods and was invited to join the crew for the remainder of the mission. It says 697 days James to go. To discover new frontiers. If he's not into it. And potable water. Marsden out. Will you take yeah, Marsden out. Uh, anyway, so that's a cute campaign. I like it. And I, I, that's another one that, now that you've uh, pointed it out to me, I am actually somewhat anxious to see what comes next. Yeah. Not as much as the Johnsonville broads, but <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to, uh, I, I got to say, I'm going to take this a little bit to negative town. Oh no. I hate negative town. I know. A it's lot the of people, worst. No, I know. It, and, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, um, I, I, property tax higher than you'd think in negative town. Is yeah. Um, 
this is the Jack Link's Sasquatch commercial, which oh, I... Oh, yeah. You got so bent out of shape about because these. Because it just... It, I just sound like my dad. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it just pisses me off. Like, all right, so one thing I did not realize is these ads have been running for nine years now. That is a long time. I don't remember when I started noticing the um, the jacklings. And I'm also wondering, because they, uh, they use Sasquatch so heavily, could this be a Pacific Northwest kind of targeted thing is jack links and i mean i assume it's a national brand yeah that's a good question sasquatch uh in general uh sasquatch has a like the specific term sasquatch and then bigfoots in general are kind of a bigger piece of the cultural landscape mm-hmm. here so i do wonder if maybe they're more heavily if it's more heavily saturated in this area uh ad counselors from other parts of the country let us know if that's uh if that uh, supposition is correct. Well, I'm just going to shoot from the hip on this one. Usually I kind of like to dig a little bit deeper and find out the history and stuff of these, but I, no joke, as I was prepping today, like these commercials and just... Normally our scholarship is flawless. <laughs> right. Uh, but they piss me off so much. Like I just didn't <laughs> want to spend a lot of time with it. Like it, it, if I can describe them and you, you may have to step in, like I really don't get it. It is usually some people, just human beings out there somewhere they see a Sasquatch, they run into a Sasquatch, or they see a Sasquatch kind of like skulking in the corner somewhere or something. Sometimes yeah. they're playing Frisbee in the woods or And it sort of like stumbles out of the brush. Yeah, and then they decide, hey, let's, pray a, let's play a prank on the Sasquatch or do something cruel to the Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And then the Sasquatch ends up like, you know, taking a prat fall, getting a pie in the face. Somehow he ends up being the butt of this physical joke, and you're like, oh, poor Sasquatch. And then the Sasquatch goes crazy and rampages everybody and gets his revenge. It all happens very quickly. That's it. And then you're supposed to buy the beef jerky. Yeah, you're saying, what's the connection to beef jerky? I, I don't get any of it. I just, I'm waiting for you to correct me. Did I, <laughs> no, mi- am I missing something? No, that's, that's the narrative. So what, I don't, why, why? I... I I mean I think uh, is the Sasquatch trying to is it like a trickster for kids type of situation? See, is that's it, where is the Sasquatch trying to get the Jack no. Links? It's I mean at least not now, not in season nine of this shit. Like I should have gone back and tried to find the very first commercial, like I did for some of these other ones. Um, but again, people, I just, people can, love pranks. I mean, well, that's where things get interesting. That's all there is to it. And I'm, I'm I guess I'll play one or two of these for you. But that is the interesting twist, Genevieve. Perfect segue <gasps> that you didn't know you stepped in. Twist. Into. Uh, twist. See. Season nine of these things, or campaign nine, or year nine, or whatever, actually is doing a tie-in with famous, or like internet famous pranksters. I've been seeing these commercials on TV. I didn't realize that some of the people- By the way, internet famous pranksters are my least three favorite words. Yeah, no, I know. I'm trying to think if we rearrange them, does it make anything better? Uh, Famous internet pranksters? Nope, still hate them. Uh, Anyway, uh, there's uh, three different prank shows on like the YouTubes. One is called The Dudeson. Sounds hilarious. Sounds great. Right, yeah. Yep, so far. Uh, so Kevin good. Bruick is one, and then Prank versus Prank is one. And so apparently, in this latest incarnation of the ads, I think there's like five new ones running. The people who are in these commercials are borrowed from those YouTube series. It's like they're kind of uh, their star turn on the on the uh, on the actual broadcast television or what have you. Um, but then, of course, there's a crossover because these prank shows actually then somehow use Sasquatches in their own shows, and they do pranks on people. Like one, it looks like they set set up something that looked like a, a fake Sasquatch in an REI. And then when people started screwing with it, the Sasquatch started going crazy on the people. So that's uh-huh. what was happening on the YouTubes. In the meantime, some of these new ads, like here's the, I guess I'll play this one. This is the one where they're at the wedding. This is the perfect example of how this doesn't make sense. They're not, it's just, yeah, I this, know I just the, sound like an old man, but like, it just pisses me off. No, I know we do a lot of yelling at clouds in this show. Um, it probably only more as time goes on and we age, but I will agree with you that this this concept and this campaign has probably more than run its course. And they, it's one, like, it sort of made sense to me. I think the original ones or the earliest ones were like guys camping in the woods. Uh, sa- they spot a Sasquatch. He wants their beef jerky. They They do something funny, like they put it on a string and pull it away from him. Then... He's a giant Sasquatch. He becomes enraged, and they pay for their mm-hmm. misdeeds. Perfect. Yes, that's that. That has a narrative link to the 
product. There's a story. Yeah. Like you can sort of, like everybody wants beef jerky. If a Sasquatch asks for your beef jerky, just give it to the them. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Exactly. Right. Um, if so, if Sasquatch is at your wedding, if they have to be at a wedding, they've really gone off the rails. Right. And I guess I they've mean they've gone off the beef jerky. Rails. <laughs> that's the problem. Is also don't have a Sasquatch at your wedding. Even more important. <laughs> Do not have beef jerky at your wedding. That's right. You don't. I would honestly rather have a Sasquatch at my wedding (laughs) because beef jerky smells like farts. Now you and I like goofy comedy ads. So, like, obviously, this is comedy. You you shouldn't explain. Like, we know that there isn't really a Sasquatch at the wedding. Okay, like, hold your fire on that. (laughs) But I guess you know what? If you thought we were serious, don't hold your fire. But my point. But I'm saying like there are other things that we just enjoy that are just as ridiculous. So obviously you can be ridiculous, but to me there's no payoff. It's not funny. You know, if 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 it's a fish out of water scenario, that can be really funny. But I don't understand. I feel like they're just running out of ideas. Yeah. Okay. So let's play the wedding one. I think I think the actors in this might be from one of those dude bro prank shows. Jack Link's Beef Jerky presents a wedding with Sasquatch. Sasquatch hanging out, <laughs> listening. The Sasquatch is actually smelling flowers at the wedding, and then the pollen makes him sneeze. May I just say that the the it looks like a bridesmaid and a groomsman are standing there watching this happen, and they're each holding a bag of beef jerky. Yeah, they look more out of place at this wedding holding a bag of beef jerky <laughs> than the Sasquatch does. So my point stands. Okay, so they're eating their beef jerky at the wedding, and then they notice that the Sasquatch is smelling flowers. It's not a bouquet, by the way. It's just smelling flowers. A bush of flowers for some reason, and then it sneezes. Then they get an idea. They think, hey, there are flowers on this giant wedding cake. Like, you know, fake flowers on this giant wedding cake. Let's get the Sasquatch to come over here and smell these flowers if it likes flowers so much. Smell those flowers. Don't be shy. Come on. And then the Sasquatch starts smelling the fake flowers on the cake. And then the asshole guy pushes the Sasquatch into the cake. And then the Sasquatch is mad, so he picks up the guy and he swings him around yeah, and he throws him Yeah, this feels like a cake. concept that has more than run its course. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It's, I mean, again, I don't mind that it doesn't make sense if it were funny, but it's not funny and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I'm no, done with you. There's not even a punchline. They, they really... And, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, the reason I wanted to throw this in the list was just because when those come on TV, I feel like they're kind of ubiquitous, at least for the crap I'm watching. And it always just, maybe this is the point, like, it just really makes me hate the people. I'm always just like, leave the Sasquatch. Like, I have this weird, like, kind of like, I'm very, I feel very bad for the Sasquatch. Yeah, it makes me root against the, the beef jerky consumers. Which Absolutely. I, which I do in life. Yeah, right, I Now, know. do you have any non-meat related, non-cured meat related campaigns to share with us no why (laughs) why would i go down that path that sounds incredibly boring and not tasty at all actually i do i want to update one obviously there's all kinds of campaigns that we're leaving off of today's list i mean flow progressive of course that's worth noting there's now like kind of a campaign within the campaign of the flow progressive ads i feel like that old-timey school i think i mean the the insurance um the insurers, I feel like, are such in their own category, and there's so um, so many concurrent campaigns running. So many, uh, like Geico is the same way. I uh, I think uh, State Farm is the same way. Like it to call those a campaign is to uh, kind of undersell the idea of campaign. Like it's it's a I don't know what what's above a campaign. I don't know a war. Um... I think that um, we did talk about this one, though. For the most part, I was kind of avoiding talking about today, talking about things we've already visited. But when we first talked about this Bon Jovi DirecTV spot, um, I think you might have brought it up as a cheese and G's show. I don't know why we were talking about it originally. But the very first, and I'm sure if you watch TV at all, you're familiar with this one now. I'll play it again. we were impressed with this very first John Bon Jovi spot for DirecTV, and now there's a few more out, and I want to know if we're still impressed with it. I have an opinion. I'd like yours. Um, the first one, let's let's replay it again. There's a, a husband and a wife. They're sitting on the couch. I think they just plopped on the couch or something. It's clear that they just, they're catching the end of a show that they wanted to see the whole thing of, but they didn't set their DVR. So the dude's like, oh, man, I wish I could uh, rewind it, but I can't. And then all of a sudden, John Bon Jovi 
with an acoustic guitar magically pops up in their in their living room, starts singing to them, and then starts talking about or starts singing about other things that they can go back in life and change as well. So I think uh, I think we've mostly uh, described this. I forgot to record that show. Now we have to wait forever to see it. With DirecTV, you don't. You see, we got the power to turn back time. That show you miss. Let's just go back and find it. Let's go back and choose spicy instead of mild. And maybe we consider having that second child. See, that's the power to turn back time. What shows you missed right away? Call 1 800 Direct TV. Small, small point of order. When he says maybe reconsider having that second child and the kid disappears, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a lot more compelling if his crayon scrawlings on the wall had also disappeared. I think it's funnier the other way, no? Really? Because I think if, oh, if no, the scrawlings I, no, you're disappear, right. you, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, I really see the benefit. Yeah. But there's nice little uh, subtle touches in this that you um, mentioned last time we were discussing this one, which is the little look that the father gets on his face when the kid disappears. Like, oh, I didn't think of that, but that's kind of cool. And it's just like a really quick uh, momentary thing. Uh, you heard the lyric about uh, get spicy instead of mild, or maybe flip that in reverse, and there you see the, the bowl of salt on the table. It's cute. It's to the point. I really liked it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my opinion first. As this campaign goes on, I am finding it very irritating. They there's not enough. They don't have enough to build a campaign, and Thank the, you. the subsequent songs are much worse. The subsequent visuals are much more um, like uh, it, it starts to veer into like Mountain Dew territory as far yeah. as the visuals. Like the visuals are just sort of weird for weird's sake and a little grotesque. The it just doesn't have any of like it has it lacks the light touch of the first one. Yeah, and it's clear that now they're just like rhyming words. Yeah. Like there is something about that little thirty second song we hear in the first one, where all the lyrics do relate to what would be happening in this couple's life. They're just sitting down for an evening, and oh, they're going to eat some salsa. That plays in. The kid is making extra noise or whatever. It's it's affecting their evening. Not not to over explain it, but it all just kind of fits within this universe. This one I'm going to play for you now. I think it's like three bros watching TV. And as you'll hear the lyrics, like they're just finding words of the rhyme and then they're throwing visuals in with it. Like there's something about, oh, maybe you should have gone to the gym. And then the guy gets all bulky. You're like, okay, that's out of left field. Then it's like, oh, and maybe you could still spend time with Grandpa Tim, who's dead now. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jim and Tim rhymed. And Let's neither, one of, neither yeah. one of them have anything to do with sitting down to watch TV. I'm going to play this one for you. It's pretty irritating, though. Pretty much over. Wish we could start it from the beginning. With Direct TV, you can. You see, we got the power to turn back time. Let's start over, let's rewind. And let's go back and not quit the gym and have a chance to say goodbye to Grampy Tim. Oh, that's the power to turn back time. It's yeah. also unnecessarily grim yeah. that there's their dead grandpa brought back to life. They return with another one. This might have actually been the second one, chronologically speaking. This is a different couple uh, on the couch. Very much like the first one, but still doesn't hold up, if I recall. I can't remember why this one is annoying, but I'm sure we'll all find out together. Most of the show. And there's no way to restart it. Oh, I know why this one's annoying. Oh, yeah. You see, we got the power to turn back time. So let's restart the show that started at nine. And while we're at it, let's give you back your due. And give up back the guy she liked before Okay, so here's what happened in that. He says, give you back your due. And the guy on the couch uh, suddenly gets his long hair back, his like long 80s or 90s hair back. And then I guess John Bon Jovi is talking to the woman, he says, and bring back what was it bring back the, the guy she liked before you yeah and then a third person just pops up on the couch yeah and it's her ex-lover for, in between them in between them yeah. and like why would you want to re like that now i know that everything the first is falling one, apart i know the first one does end with a child being magically disappeared but the way it's played in these subsequent two entries is just it feels meaner and like yeah. less creative and more derivative yeah i don't like it we're on the same page Vives. um uh, oh, no. You know what? I only have one more campaign here. I didn't realize how negative this was going to be. I thought this was going to be a celebration oh, you don't like this last of one? campaigns. Oh, good. Maybe some uh, maybe some uh, crosstalk yeah. here. You're, you're going to defend it? Uh, yeah, I like this one. All right. Well, do you want to set it up? Well, I had I didn't I didn't look at any of this. Okay, I'll, stuff I'll, I'll set it up. 
Two words, Kia hamsters. Three words, Kia hamsters, WTF. Is WTF <laughs> a word? Whatever. Go with me on this. Kia hamster, Kia, like these uh, little uh, animated hamsters have been um, advertising for Kia, the car well, Kia. Well, calling them animations is, is, I think, doing it a disservice. They are human-sized uh, hamsters. I don't know if they're all CGI or if there's, if there's, we need Kat here to tell us, but if they're all CGI or if it's people in a suit, in like hmm. a big hamster suit for any of it, maybe like gussied up with a little CGI but they're like people-sized hamsters, and they're sort of like dumpy, look like sort of fatty, fatty hamsters. I think they did one where they got all svelte and like yes, and kind of. I was reading about it in Motor Trend. Yeah, today. I like that one. Um, I like all the hamster ones. Well, I gotta say, as I can't a- believe you, a putative furry. Art. That is not true. Yeah. That is not true. Well, I can't believe you with your love of mascots. Let's say. Uh, aren't into this. It seems like it'd be your jam. No, this is like some what sort of... What do you like about it? It's like, first of all, it doesn't make any... Well, actually, I, do, I would like to say I worked backwards on this today. This is a campaign that apparently has been running for six years now. It launched in 2010. And when I f- followed the trail all the way back to the original commercial, finally it all made sense to me, which actually kind of... It does kind of help. Um, I don't mind if like these types of commercial campaigns get a little bit wacky as they go along. If it had an origin story, it does have of. an origin story. It's right. the the idea is like hamsters are, you know, they they just run on the wheel and they're just doing. Yes. everybody they're all you doing remember the, same the very thing. first. Ad I then. do. This really oh, stayed okay. with me. Um, and Kia really has hinged, hang, hung its hat on the idea that it's kind of breaking the mold. That it's yes, it's an economy car, but that it's like um, a little more hip, a little you know, it's not just a dumpy economy car. Um, and this idea that for their, the hamsters who drive Kias, they like veer off the beaten path and they're not just running on a wheel. Right. Well, here's the deal. The one, I feel like this has been going on for a long time and I just haven't been paying attention to these ads. And then suddenly this new ad I've been seeing a lot and I just find it really irritating. And now suddenly I'm like, what is up with these guys? So today I finally dug back in it. And you had to wait until you got a burr under your saddle. I got a burr under my saddle. Exactly. Which is also something in furry culture that I'll tell you about later. Um, this is the one. I'll bet you a lot of people have seen this already. This is the one that has a real musician, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff. You know him. He did that SOS song that was big last summer. He's like one of those kind of like oh god why am i why did i even start a sentence where i got to describe music i'm so bad at describing music but um here like can a, i like just a, like a folky pop guy here, i'm just gonna play the song it's like it's that thing that is very popular right now that is kind of a mixture of folk music and a little bit of soul as well and it involves big beards and usually maybe some sort of fedora sure do you know what i'm talking yes. about let oh. me see um if I can call up the SOS song, this is what Nathaniel Rateliff is uh, the most uh, famous for. Ironically, we will probably have to get through an ad to watch it. Let's talk about this ad. This is an ad for uh, Digestive Advantage. Keeping it on point here with our show about commercials. Okay, so oh, I take something like that. So here's the Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. This is the song SOB. I said SOS before I meant SOB. My apologies. That was sort of like a bluesy folk uh, Americana vibe. Yeah, I think this guy this guy would love O Brother Wart though. I'm on a need somebody's I'm on a need. As I describe this kind of this music is all very, very popular these days and has been for like the past five years. And I always describe it as like if you want to make a video for this, just like show a close up of like a, a cowboy boot beating out time on a dusty wooden floor of a church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, anyway, so that's Nathaniel Rateliff. I'm glad we went on that uh, whole thing. Anyway, in this commercial, it starts with him sitting on a a stump with his guitar or mandolin or or something, and then a car full of these hamsters show up, and then they start start playing music as well. It's the classic dueling banjos situation. That's him. Here comes the Kia. Here comes the 
That's the hamster. That's an electric guitar playing hamster. And then also all these hamsters playing all different kinds of instruments all all come out. Then they start marching through the street. It's just like, I don't know. I think it's just playing on a bunch of trends that I find pretty tiresome now. I also think it's just like, it's, it's like chipwrecked. What am I? What am I trying to think of? Uh, it's the like Alfin and the Chipmunks, basically. Well, I don't particularly like this ad because it looks like, um, you know, it's it's too much like Mumford and Sons, and you know, like let's all come together and make music. And you and I both have like a real bone to pick, and we 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 both get. Our- it doesn't even make sense. We both get our yeah. panties in a bunch when anyone like tries to talk about music as a universal language, and that's probably, I think, just <laughs> more specific <laughs> right. to you and me. This ad doesn't. It's like really... a celebration of life and music. Yeah, and which is and gross. Hamsters. I agree. Yeah. I, I hate all those things too. But <laughs> this this ad I don't particularly like. But it doesn't make me hate the campaign. Well, when I went back, and clearly I don't have to play this for you because you already know it. But I am going to play the debut ad, the one that came out in 2010, and it's very different. You see a a big wide um, shot of a suburb, like Little kind boxes of boxes on the hillside. It's exactly like uh, the opening of a weeds sort of so i guess kind of a southern california you see the mountains in the background and this uh, subdivision where all the houses are exactly the same and then slowly a garage door opens i guess i'll play on this because i don't think there's any words slowly a garage door opens on one of these places and instead of a car coming out you just see a hamster a much more realistic looking hamster i think these are real hamsters that have are in hamster wheels that it looks like instead of driving cars on the highway, instead of parking cars, instead of pulling out of the driveway, it's just a bunch of hamsters toiling away on these wheels and not going anywhere. And then these cool hamsters show up in their Kia. And the, and that makes sense to me. The point is like, we're, as you said before, just everybody's in their little boxes and mm-hmm. doing their thing. And then here's a car. I, in that this really early iteration, out. the Kia hamsters do not have clothes on. I wonder when they graduated to clothes. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the most, the breakout one of this, and again, I don't even know what the point of playing it is because it's mostly just a song, but this is the when, uh, I think this um, debuted during an NBA Finals back oh, in 2010. Yeah, I this, one. this was the one where they're, uh, they're just like walking through the streets to the Black Sheep song. All the other non-Kia hamsters are riding around in toasters, right. like just big silver boxes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's Doesn't, a little history. What's that video of that. though that you and I used to love? You know, some I know something. Yeah. You don't know. Is that yeah. who was that? Uh, Jurassic Five. The, yeah, or Charlie Tuna of the Jurassic Tuna. Five. Yeah. Um, and, and that's uh, a very similar yeah, aesthetic right. but that I we just, love. But though, that is actually people who are like kind of dressed up in animal costumes or whatever, like our s- friend Celine would do or something like that. Um, and they're like, they are break dancing yeah. and around the city. This is like this weird animation thing. I just, I really don't like it. It's way too much Elvin and the Chipmunks for me. All right. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry that that ended up being very negative. Um, just a reminder, I love the Johnsonville Brats campaign. Well, I think we each had one that we liked. We did not like two of them, and then we split the split decision on Kia. Okay, good. Well, how about we now just check in with the uh, the old ad council? Sounds good. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, what are the people saying? Well, I want to start with an apology for an omission. Um, Thank you to listener Carol. Uh, I had said, I think, either last week or two weeks ago, um, that no one had sent in any KFC-related news, and that's uh, almost never true. (laughs) And in this case, it was totally my my fault, my oversight. Um, Carol had posted to our Facebook page um, a picture that I think is great. It's um, uh, it's a picture of uh of chicken and i I think it's from the extra crispy uh ad campaign and the colonel is lifting out a piece of chicken with some tongs Mm -hmm. and the tongs are shaped like molded chicken feet 
and uh, which I thought was kind of an interesting detail. So Carol, um, you didn't. Carol wrote, uh, maybe it wasn't a dazzling enough to warrant its own discussion. Uh, it certainly was dazzling enough. Thank you. That was totally my my oversight. And she's kind of, and I think her point is that it's a little bit macabre I to agree. use chicken feet tongs to serve chicken. Yeah, no, I, I do agree that that's kind of gross. Um, Carol also comes to, comes at this with a particular point of view. Um, she uh, she says in a, in, a, in another mail that um, she is devoted to a vegan lifestyle hmm. uh, for reasons of nonviolence. And finds it disturbing that anyone would eat animals, which obviously um, I respect. Uh, she said that she found our discussion about how strange it is to have animals promoting the eating of themselves to be in, uh, to be inconsistent, um, and that we said we loved it so much about the sketch with the thin people-like chickens talking about the hormonally injected GMO fattened up chickens. And I just wanted to clarify. Oh yeah, that was that was from Bojack Horseman. That's, yeah, that's satire. That wasn't a real product that we were right. we were applauding the campaign. We were saying how much we enjoyed the satire in Bojack. So if that wasn't clear, um I do I do think it's a little weird and I tend to find it distasteful when um a when a company or a product uses the animals that you're going to be eating as their spokes critters. Yeah. Um, and but, that's kind of what the whole Bojack and that was, thing is Yeah, and that down. was the joke that right. they were making. Yeah, so exactly. I, think, I think we're all on the same page. Unless Carol is kind of saying, and, and it's totally fine if she is, but maybe she's saying because we're meat eaters, yet we recognize how gross oh, that is. Oh, that's if, if you are entirely that, possible yeah, and, and probably fair. And if you're making that point, I would say it is fair. Like, I don't have a good moral argument for my lifestyle, but trust me, eating meat is nowhere near the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. If you only knew. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, this is from listener Michael, um, and uh, this is I just like this one. He sent it in, uh, and I just thought this is how you make a phone number jingle. Since, since we've been we had talked about that in an earlier uh, an earlier episode. Okay, so is this a real thing? Yeah, and I think so. It's for it's for a company called Charter Spectrum. Okay, and this looks like it's uh, relatively recent. This isn't like some old. Com- I, sorry, I have no idea what I'm playing here. So this is the Charter Spectrum Triple Play. Okay, this is an ad for Charter Spectrum Triple Play. <laughs> Yes. Good question. Of course. Um, can you recite that number back to me? Without, I just minimize it so you shouldn't be able to see it on the screen. Uh, I mean, it, let me kill the music to make it easier. <laughs> uh, I should be able to, right? I just heard it, and I also just read it. Uh, I know the last four are 29999. Yeah. 1-800-599-29999. One eight nine five five eight five five nine five five two nine nine nine. But uh, you only heard it once or twice, though. These commercials. I mean, I guess they that's a little unfair. What yeah. I did to you because usually it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you hear it once, whatever. But if you just get this something like this in heavy rotation, people will be uh, people will be singing it. So yeah. that, is that what Michael wanted to point out? Just how catchy that shit is. I think he just wanted to point out that it was terrible and cheesy. I actually thought it was worth sharing because uh, I thought that the phone number jingle was kind of funny. But see, that's the thing about jingles. Like you can't be cool. And have a no, jingle. Absolutely you either not. have, but it's Someone also not a bad. It's not a bad strategy. But you don't try to be cool and have a jingle. But you have to make it really hokey, over the top. Eight seven seven cars for kids. I think it's eight seven seven, not eight hundred. Yeah, no, eight seven seven cars. For cars kids. for kids. Like it has to be. Like if you're going to go the jingle route, the whole point is we're just going to get in people's brains and yeah. they're going to hate us a little bit, and it's going to be totally dorky. No, I agree. And somebody actually, and I apologize uh, to the ad counselor who sent this in. Um, I'm actually keeping it in the the ideas file. Uh, the idea of doing a show specifically about jingles. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that That's would be really interesting. But I think you're a 100% right that jingles will never be cool. Yeah. And that's not the point of a jingle. So yeah. that, that's an interesting. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, this is from listener Lisa, and she writes, um, I was time banditing, so for non-TBTL uh, I know this. This is old braggy Lisa. Old braggy Lisa. <laughs> I uh, saw this. Uh, she was listening to our show later, like, you know, months or weeks after it, after it originally posted. Um, 
And she was. She said, I was going to say that you weren't the first to notice the fake Jack in the Box. Now, if you'll recall, uh, when they fired uh, the guy or the agency that had come up with the Jack in the Box uh, voice, mm-hmm. uh, they he, Jack went silent for a while. Then he came back with a what we were pretty sure is a fake a fake Jack. Or a new Jack, at a, least. A new Jack. But That's right. Didn't we call the show New Jack City? Or did we just say we should have? <laughs> yeah, because what they did was they got rid of the voice, but they still kept that iconic character. Yeah. You saw the guy with the big head, you know. Um, and then they found someone who does body. a credible yeah. Jack, but it's not the original guy. And so Lisa had tweeted about it, um, saying essentially the same thing. Uh, she says, uh, the, the fake uh, at Jackbox voice, voiceover impersonator uh, in the new commercials, isn't fooling anybody. That's what she sent recently, though, but I think she was quoting her own tweet, which is below it, which is from, it looks like, March 19th, that says, can't get over a new Jackbox commercial without Jack's voice anymore. It just makes me sad. Who wants to eat somewhere that makes you sad? Oh, sorry. I missed that that was the original one. Yeah, I think that's kind of what she's getting at But there. she did check the date, and I think we more or less tied with her. I'm not sure mm, when our, when our yeah, I don't show know, came out. Lisa. I'll tell you what. Old braggy Lisa. Tell you what. Thank you for saying that. If Guys, I will consider having you as a co-host. <laughs> I will consider it. Um, uh, this is one from listener uh, Colian. Uh, has there been an episode about pet food and pet products yet? If not, can I suggest the Begin Strips ads? I love the part where the dog says, "What does it say? I can't read." Uh, and we did actually do uh, Colian a show about um, at commercial commercials featuring animals. Now they weren't all pet food or pet products. But I think some of them were, and we really like talked about the ones that had animals in them. Uh, so I actually think that is a great little line and just kind of a nice little piece of writing in this if you want to give it Should a Should I play this? Yeah. Okay, so... Any, All you're any... hearing is a dog uh, who's thinking about uh, begging strips. Okay, yeah, I see the first frame is a dog just kind of <laughs> looks like napping on the floor with Dream, a... Dreaming of bacon. <laughs> with a big, silly uh, thought bubble dreaming of bacon. Bacon! Bacon! Where's the bacon? Oh, I see. And then the rest of it is, I've seen this before. It's from his like kind of perspective. Dog's we just see his, view. yeah, dog's eye view. Bacon, gotta be bacon. Only one thing smells like bacon. That's bacon. Bacon, 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 bacon. There, from that bag. What's it say? I can't read. Please, please. Give me what's in the bag. Chewy, yummy, smoky bacon. There you go. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. No, 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 no. It's bacon. I forget. No. That's like a 90s commercial, isn't it? Like, that's pretty is it old. That old? Maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe been not. Around. I think they've, uh, it, the, that basic concept has been around for bacon, bacon strips forever. You know, I wanted to say, not to get too, um, well, over explaining, I guess this whole, my I, whole side of the show has been over explaining. Just but, one quick fact yeah. on that. I think it's hilarious that they're like, your dog won't know the difference. Yeah, dogs eat puke. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course they don't know the difference. I don't want to tell you what I woke up to find my cat eating a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as people kind of saying, and I, I love the suggestion, Colian, and I also I'm not going to paint myself in a corner. We will do any kind of good idea that like we can bring a lot of uh, a lot of ads in. But one thing that like you and I have tried to avoid is just doing. We're going to talk about a specific kind of product. There are exceptions to that rule. We did um, prescription drugs. That's a very much a product booze. show, a booze show. That's very much a product show. But I think at least, especially in the beginning, we're trying to think of themes that weren't just kind of like, oh, let's just talk about this product. Like, let's yeah. do all cereal commercials. Because how many that. times can you listen to a cereal commercial jingle in one hour? Like, that's just the right. I feel, I feel like if we if we do things where there's a theme um, that that kind of has a through line, we're able to look at products or ads for different kinds of products or potentially with right. some variation. It's a, it's a, like more an of an approach. art than a science. Yeah, and yeah. we don't always do that. And I'm not saying that we would never do a dog food commercial. So I'm not, I'm just using this as an opportunity as people are kind of thinking of us because we could definitely help use your help with like thinking of themes. Yeah, we're and on stuff. like 38. And we are like, yeah, this is episode number. Well, is drying up. <laughs> happy, uh, happy, <laughs> happy 38th anniversary. Um, yeah, but you know, we, we kind of look for like, oh, okay, well, how about for a theme for this show? It's the approach that um, advertisers use. Yeah. Like, uh, what was the one? Da- uh, baby uh, baby men and mommy wives yeah, or something exactly. like that. Stuff like that. So, anyway, uh, that was probably unnecessary, but hey, I did it. Do we have anything else in the mailbag? Oh, um, I wanted to say thank you, and I'm sorry I didn't I didn't pull, in, pull them. Uh, they were very complimentary, but thank you to the three new people who gave us iTunes reviews. That was very kind oh, yeah? of you. Yeah. Anything really, good in there? Uh, just a lot of very nice, nice, kind sentiments. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. 
Yeah, definitely. If you guys want to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. If you go to iTunes, that's kind of a, a good way for us to kind of get a little bit more attention. We're not in the uh, we're not in the uh, the big leagues of podcasting, but any new listeners that we can ensnare, uh, the better. I think. I think it's better for the world, right, Beefs? Yeah, I mean. We're making the world a better place. We are, I think, unequivocally making the world a better place. Would you say that you're a hero? Do you like the word hero? Do you like to use you the know, word I hero? I don't like to use the word hero. <laughs> I like other people to use it about me. <laughs> so remember that while you're writing your iTunes reviews. Oh, you're supposed to say that part quiet. <laughs> yeah, you said the loud part uh. quiet. The quiet part loud. You can uh, reach us by going to our Facebook page. Genevieve is going to post all of the commercials that we talked about today if you want to see them. Um, our Facebook page is After These Messages Show at Facebook. Uh, our Gmail account after these messages show at gmail um and uh our voicemail line 607-444-5597 again that's 607-444-5597 anything else Vives? not for me all right let's get out of here have a good tuesday guys we'll talk to you next week you can sell anything